0: Welcome to the Burstball Scottish Football Podcast, a bonus episode for you here where we are going to preview the Scotland games coming up, whether that's a happy or sad podcast is yet to be seen, but to do that with me I'm joined by Callum Fisher. Hello Callum. Good evening Ryan, how are you? I'm okay, Um, I mean I could be spending my Friday night and uh, doing better things and previewing (coughs) Scotland games. but
1: I was going to say it's a sad indictment of our social lives that we're here doing this.
0: Yes, uh, I'm also joined by the erroneous Matt Finlay.
2: Thank you Ryan for having me back on, even though it was my idea to host this. I'll on back for the international break, so that's uh, yeah, good to be back on and joining the boys for another fantastic preview on another Scotland game. Games. So your
0: first lines back on this podcast are trying to sweep power from under my feet. Fantastic stuff <laughs> Matt. <Yep. laughs> um, so, Scotland. Uh, turned a bit of a shambles, hasn't it? I think only a couple of names remain from the original squad list and I'm pretty sure there's a cupboard of dead and injured Scotland players somewhere. Um, Matt, I'll let you, since it was your idea to do this podcast, um, come in initially on the lack of players um, or, well, everyone that's decided they're either pulling out or... Not going to play for Scotland. What's your opinion on that?
2: Well, I was I was saying before oh, before we came on air there that um, if you go onto the BBC Sport website, you can do the you know you can predict your Scotland team who, on to face Albania, and I think it's been updated at least ten times because there's been that many call offs. Um oh, it's it's really it's really <laughs> unfortunate to be honest, isn't it? It's uh, you know you with international breaks you generally get a few call offs, especially when it comes to friendlies. But these are. Arguably, you know, these are very important games for us uh, as a nation, and especially going forward, whether whether it's for our ranking and uh, placing in uh, future groups and so on for qualifiers. Um, Yeah, it's disappointing, you know, it just, there's that many injuries. There's also the the problem with players rejecting the call, and like some Matt Ritchie, I think, uh, and I think Tom Kearney was the other one that were asked not to to be selected by. uh, by Alex McLeish, which is really disappointing because, you know, <laughs> playing for your country should be arguably the pinnacle of your careers. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> Fisher, um, well, I'll, I'll just quickly run through <clears> the um, the people who have. Alex
1: McLeish impression there.
2: What was that? <laughs> by doing what? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> getting who the fucking manager was for a start. Who did I say? <laughs> Nobody he just didn't see anything. I said
2: Alex McCleish. Did you
0: yes. hear it? Yes. Oh good yeah. Oh uh, Piers Fisher needs to clean his ears out. I think he should so. probably cut that in case. No no hands no, hands no hands that's staining.
2: <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> staining. <in.
0: laughs> just to quickly run through the players who have pulled out, obviously. I think it's nine in total now. After Kieran Tierney pulled out today, the other ones are Ryan Jack, Stephen O'Donnell, Mikey Devlin. Um, John McGinn, Craig Gordon, Charlie Mulgrew, McDonald and John McLaughlin. I mean, a lot of those players, apart from maybe Tierney Gordon and Mulgrew, would you suggest they'd be certain (coughs) to start? I mean, obviously it doesn't help the fact that the squad's quite thin as it is, but do you think that, Fisher, that the players we have remaining are good enough to beat, well, Albania to
1: begin with on Saturday night? Um, well, firstly, I'd probably say that McGinn. I would imagine would have started, especially when you see just going through the squad. The only real central midfield options um, we have are Cal McGregor, McComney, uh, and Graham Shinnie. Um, so I, I reckon McGinn probably would have been a stick on to start. The team's still good enough. It? I mean, we've we've had a lot of call offs. Um, as obviously everybody knows, but the team is still good enough. You, you look. I'm just looking at it just now. You know, going forward, where midfield the midfield that I've kind of put on in the the, the BBC Sport, um, select your team thing. Uh, that Matt alluded to earlier was uh, McTominay <laughs> and McGregor as the centre midfielders, Forrest Armstrong and Fraser, and then McBurney up front. I mean that. We sh- we really should still have enough to put them away. Um, but it's just it just kinda of typifies the negativity around the national team at the moment that we've had so many players dropping out. Um, and I think it's fair to say that that, you know, there is a real that probably even worse than it was towards the end of Strachan's reign, there's definitely a real lack of enthusiasm for, for either of these games to be honest, which is a shame because if we come out of it with two positive results and it it's a, a massive step forward in terms of qualifying for a tournament. Mm, I mean,
0: you touched on it there, but even if we lose to Albania in a strange way, we can still qualify by yeah. being Israel at Hamden um on tuesday night um
1: mad. do we know how many or have they sorry have they said how many tickets have been sold for Israel yet? Or no any idea of <laughs> uh not sure I can't imagine it'll be great,
0: and I think a lot of people like myself um are hanging off until after the Albania game to see how they get yeah. on um but <coughs> Matt, I mean, obviously, two good results here, as Fisher says, um, and we're in the playoffs for, well, a major tournament. Uh, so it might not be as
2: as yeah
0: doom and gloom as it it's, seems.
2: It, it it's a funny one, isn't it? I think when the Nations League got introduced and gradually people tried to figure it out, you know, there was still like people were still laughing at it, essentially saying like, oh, you know, and even in the various people in the media have said throughout. The last kind of five months, you know, ought to backdoor into the European Championships. To be honest, this is probably the best opportunity that Scotland have to reach in, a, reach in the European Championships, is because, you know, it, it, if we screw up this week and finish second or finish third, I, I, I'm pretty sure you, there's a high, uh, I think it's highly unlikely we'll still be relegated. Uh, I don't really get how it all works from that end yet. Um, but if we just remain where we are, then we're still gonna be risking being out of a, like, sorry, in the like in a, in a lesser pot, which is mm. a damning indictment on our game. I think really because given the the group that we've been handed, I think we've been given handed a fairly easy task. Israel, I think, are 90 in ninety odd ninety the world, and Albania are probably around about that as well. So it's really not. It's really not great if we even if we lose or draw tomorrow and then win and go through but you know as you said it's it's set up for us to do it you know it's set up for teams that don't qualify to get to these tournaments um so fingers crossed they can just get the job done because i'm kind of just sick of hearing about it i really just wanted to get it over and done with
0: yeah um in a strange way all these players pulling out seems to have well the blame seems to have fallen on Alex McLeish um, which I find quite strange, more people sort of twisting the narrative to suggest that oh well it's quite clear the players don't want to play for McLeish yeah. um, and all this which might be true to an extent but at the same time if you're asked to play for your country surely you mm-hmm. do that um, rather than pull out over who's the manager and it's not like McLeish is a, a bad person might not be the best of managers at this minute or past his best certainly but to suggest that it's entirely McLeish's fault, um, I, I feels a bit wrong, and I actually feel a bit sorry for him, given the fact any manager um, is going to struggle to get results if nine of their sort of first picks in a squad is pulling out. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisher, how do you see McLeish dealing with this? I mean, mm. do you think that so say loses both, well, not not even loses, but just doesn't qualify for the playoff section um, come the end of these two games, do you think he leaves after this? Or do you think that he should be given a bit more time, just given the absolute shambles
1: that um this squad's turned out to be, which isn't really down to any fault of his? Um, I think if he doesn't get through the group I think he'll go. Uh I, as much as obviously we we do criticise the S F A quite a lot on these on these podcasts and I mean the S F A get criticism from all angles to be fair, I think they will act quite quickly on that um and, and, and get rid of him. Um I am the same. I do feel sorry for him and it is a shame because obviously McLeish was at times a fantastic manager for the club that I support. Um, but I think he is yesterday's man, very much so. I thought I think the the jobs that he's been in prior to the to the Scotland job, um, recently anyway, have shown that and I, I just think he He's almost like a, a lightning rod for the lack of enthusiasm amongst everybody yeah. to do with Scotland, to be honest. Because with the SFA, there's nobody, with Regan gone, I think th- there's nobody to really to really um, direct your frustrations at. So McLeish is kind of the, the focal point of it all. Um, and I don't think he's helped himself in his press conferences and things like that. I think he has came across quite incoherent. Um, and obviously, it's been well publicized. He's he's said things, you know, about substitutions and things like that. That haven't quite um, made sense. I just think it's a, a case of the SFA have appointed the wrong the wrong guy. I can see why they went from McLeish. Don't get me wrong, but I just think it's clear that that the players aren't enthused. The support aren't enthused, and to be honest, at times it doesn't look like Alex McLeish is enthused either. Um, it really wouldn't surprise me if we if. I think we we'll, I mean it's the th- the thing of being at home on Tuesday night we, we really need to be beating Israel at Hamden. But I I really can't see as I I still think we should have enough to beat Albania but tomorrow I think it's just it's got all the marks on it of a game that it's just gonna be it's gonna be a turgid watch. Scotland are gonna struggle to really create anything. Um and we don't have a manager that has I think has got enough about him to change it, um, in terms of in game. Um and obviously that won't be helped either by the fact that he's obviously missing nine players some of which, as we alluded to at the start probably wouldn't have um, started tomorrow night but could have come on and made an impact so I think it's just, as I said it's just a bit of a mess really but I do I do think McLeish will go um, if, if he fails to get out of this group and to be honest I don't think there's anybody that could really argue with that yeah. if it does happen
2: Yeah
1: Um.
0: So, obviously, touching the shambles sort of surrounding the squad, <laughs> just looking at the actual games, firstly, Albania on Saturday night. Um, Albania don't actually have that great a record at home. I think they've, just looking here, they've won two of their last nine home games um, and those two wins was a home win against, well, obviously a home win, but against Liechtenstein and Israel. Um <laughs> how do you see McLeish setting up I mean we all know that he likes his five at the back I mean I think he has five defenders to choose from this time round do you think that he's going to be forced to change his
1: formation Matt um, well, he's not got oh, oh, on you, him, for sure you, on you go no, on you go Matt you were, you were asked the oh, question mate, right. you this is
2: a problem with doing it at different ends of the country you see <laughs> um, need bring back the studio I would say um, no I, I mean I'm, I've am i always been in favour <laughs> of four at the back Um any of my football manager teams have always been four at the back. I don't know about yours, Fisher, sure, but uh, yeah, I like a four three three. Yeah, uh, yeah, 3 or four four three two one. Sorry, four two three one. Oh. Um no, I mean I'm not I, I get you know, there you got kind of the the management team got slaughtered for the digital the performance, and rightly so it was a shambles and the, the setup and everything, but you know it's quite difficult to argue with that. Uh, argue with their thinking in that, given how well the team actually played against Albania, and it was I think it was the same team that it started. It was certainly the same formation. So it, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. The difference in with this is you have hardly any games to turn it around. You've only got the four, so, mm-hmm. you know, I would like to see him go, a bit, like a, a bit more traditional in terms of four at the back, and then. But the problem is, you know, I'm, I'm certain his centre-half pairing, his left-back is left back, now out of the picture. Quite a lot of it's probably changed, so your guess is as good as mine as to what they might actually play. But um, I'd like to see mm. us go at Albania with the, the same kind of pressure that they did at Hamden, whether or not that's going to happen or not, because I presume that, although, as Ryan, you said in the stats there, Albania's not exactly the traditional uh, difficult place to go. I mean, how often would you see a Scotland team or any, well, a Scottish team, sorry, go across a, a, a complete unknown uh, uh, country and maybe scrape a 1-0 or play for the, the away goal if you're playing, you know, for in a knockout stage, so it's going to be interesting to see how they do it.
0: Mm. Um. Fisher, just, I'm just going to ask yourself to work your way through the team <laughs> in terms of who you would be playing where. Uh, Matt, you could probably join in and help him if you want, but yeah. just I'm uh, more interested in terms of the, how you would look at setting up the defence. Um, obviously, we know we've got a bit of a problem at right back. How are you?
1: Well, how will McLeish be looking to solve that? You would imagine because it's a game that he knows he needs to win. You would just try and play like your kind of standard back four. Um, I think obviously McGregor will start I know Callum Patterson's been playing further forward for Cardiff and been and been doing really really well and obviously it would have been nice I think um, to, to have been able to play him further forward had there been other options at right back but there isn't anybody even within the, the three centre halves of Bates, McKenna and Hendry that you would be comfortable with at right back, Patterson's played there before, um, he's played there before for Scotland obviously as well so I'd play him there, Um Bates and McKenna's as my two centre halves, Robertson at left back. I think the back four. You would hope uh, for McLeish picks itself in that regard. Midfield, as I said, we don't we we've got some players that can play just off the striker or as mm. a kind of number ten, but we don't have too many that can kind play as the two if we're going with a four two three one. Which, I I mean I think that's the formation that he's going to be forced to play. Um, tomorrow night, so I think it's just a case of McTominay and, and McGregor and there, Callum McGregor. Um, I think McTominay will, will be the one to kind of sit a little bit deeper and obviously let McGregor do what he does best, which is kind of buzz around, get on the ball, um, start um, things in the final third, and then obviously make those kind of late runs into the box as well when the chance arises. And then um, the three in front of them have gone for Fraser, Armstrong and Forrest, again. It's just three kind of players, um, Fraser and Forrest in particular that are on form that can play. That obviously play in those positions. We can week out so that seems to be like a no brainer. Um, and everybody knows the the qualities that Armstrong got in the number ten. Um, and then up front, I just went for for McBurney as well. I know people are maybe a bit split on him. <clears throat> excuse me for Scotland, but is that partly why down to who he
0: supports? The good Rangers
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on quickly. <laughs> um, I, think he, I think he's the only one out of... Cause you're, well, I suppose Phillips is there as well, and I guess, I think, McLeish actually might go for Phillips, um, but McPurney, I think, is a good focal point. I think he can hold the ball in well, um, and he can finish as well, although he's not obviously shown it quite as much um, for Scotland as he has done at club level. That's that's the kind of team I would be I would picking. I don't know how you guys yeah. kind of see it, if yours um, would, be, would be vastly different.
2: Fairly similar, uh, there's a couple of changes I, I I, mean it depends are we picking this based on what we think he's going to do or do you think what we what we think he should do? Well that see that's what I think he should do
1: but I also think that's the kind of team he's going to have to yeah. be forced to play because to be honest there aren't that very many options and I don't think in any of the positions that I've that I've just outlined there, I don't think there's anybody that I've missed out that you could say oh he needs to be in there ahead of, of of him, you mm-hmm. know, I think to be fair, Mackay mm-hmm. Stevens, you know, more than me, but by you know, from what we've seen, Mackay Stevens has been in pretty good form recently. Yeah, I just think you can't, you can't. I mean, Forrest, as much as I hate to admit it, has been in really good form for Celtic mm-hmm. this season, um, and Fraser's obviously been doing really, really well down south. So, mm-hmm. I think he's, I think Mackay stevens maybe just a bit unfortunate that there's two players I, there that are playing, uh, you know, better for better teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every disrespect intended to the period. Um, <laughs> Incredible. But, uh, I, I just I think he's just gonna have to be forced to play into play that kind of team. The mm-hmm. only thing I can really maybe see him doing different there, as I said, is Phillips from Burnley. But that's yeah. maybe. Sorry,
2: sorry. I, sorry you to go. jump
1: in, but I don't know if maybe even Shinny he gets a start. Get it he, it? he said it.
2: He said it. we have been waiting for that all night. <laughs> he's he's well, mentioned Shinny and the Kai Stephen as potential players tonight. That'll do me and the of course. So, somebody I would, would say obsessed and <laughs> Aberdeen actually <FC> graduate <laughs> Ryan Fraser, uh, academy graduate. So,
0: um, Matt, Matt, I was just going to ask you to you expect that Aberdeen trio to feature, uh, uh, in the future in these games. I, if, I don't bench, know if I
2: expect. I think certainly McKenna is going to. You know, be there. There's no doubt, and even before all the call-offs, he would have been a cert, I'd imagined. I get again. I know he didn't start in Israel, but he came on. It was it, I think he, was it was at half we or just after halftime, killing him for the injured Mulgrew. Um, I it's gonna be a a, a fairly inexperienced center half pairing. I my team. I'll go with uh, is uh, Jamie McDonald and goals. I'm kidding. On. Um, I had to get that quickly. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> it, you got us. It, we got, I got you. Um, <laughs> you just
0: you set yourself up and ruined the joke after two seconds. <laughs> I, I thought I'd just get there
2: before people were like, what? Did, has he actually said that? Uh, Successfully ki- riled KC. Kill, Kelly Cal will be um, uh, No, Alan McGregor goals. goals. Um, again, what uh, Callum touched on earlier on about the Patterson dilemma. I get he's been playing. Well, well, he's playing well for Cardiff um, up front. I'm mean, I thinking. By the way, he used to play for Hearts up front. All right, he no. did at times. Yeah. I'm sure he did at times. Yeah, she was like a number. Aye, I'm sure he actually did, <clears> and <throat> randomly reverted to a right back. I just thought, <laughs> like, but uh, I mean, this predictor thing is quite funny because it, it it lists uh, Fraser as a forward, and uh, and we were talking again off air earlier on that he could potentially play a right back, so. Uh, just shows you kind of the problems that we potentially have. Um, but I'd go Patterson at right back. Um, I'd go with McKenna and Bates uh, at the back. Um, and then Andy Robertson also at left back. Uh, it was my team. I think, as I said, it's going to be an, a fairly inexperienced uh, defensive partnership, but f- I would just have David Bates over Jack Henry all day long, to be honest. Um I'm sure it d- tends to help that David Bates can actually defend as well. To yeah. be fair, so I I I just feel like Jack, Jack <laughs> Henry's just been thrown into it, like a typical You know, yeah. like these players that we kind of hype up so so early. You know, he I mean he he went in at the same kind of time maybe as McKenna um, at the Scotland team. Careful, the difference Matt. was McKenna had been playing first team football for a better club. You know, obviously because uh, Henry was at Dundee, and then. It doesn't get a sniff at Dundee, but instantly comes in because he's playing for Celtic. It's kind of even like with Scott Bain, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it that way. So, um, In the middle of the park, I'd be going with uh, McGregor and Shinney. I would. I, I just feel like, for a game like this, I feel like Shinney is, is well suited to it. Uh, he His energy levels are quite incredible. Hopefully, he just doesn't get booked after five minutes and then it'll kill him. But... Um, uh,
0: no, he doesn't. It doesn't kill him. He thrives on a booking. Well, he that's does, he but then, of course, it's so as difficult. As possible.
2: Being a player in the middle of the park and you're you're on a caution, especially out in, like, I'll, like with a foreign referee who doesn't really kind of doesn't know him and doesn't understand that That's just part of his game. You know that, um, but uh, so I'd go on McGregor. So well i because think he's brilliant. And I mean, again, he's a player that could offer you. He could get up and down the pitch quite a lot, um, and then. I'd be basing the, the front three behind the striker on form essentially as well. like Fraser and Forrest, you can't not play the two of them, really. um, It's ca- It's not a blessing by any means, of course, but Tierney being out means Robertson can go back to a natural position, um, which is quite good. Well, it is, it, you know, he can play where he plays for Liverpool and hopefully get up and in the wing. So you've got Fraser and Forrest, uh, either side of Ryan Christie, I just think he's Mm. been absolutely class recently, and I fully would want him in my team. Again, I don't think Armstrong's been playing much for Southampton. Am I right? I think a lot of people were. No, not at all. And that's it's such a shame as well because see when he came into that Scotland team, God, you're nearly two years ago for that uh, Slovenia game. It's absolutely brilliant, and he made such a difference to that team. That I mean, obviously the Celtic contingent did, but uh, really gave us a boost. And I think he's a class player, but I just. I wouldn't be picking him ahead of mm. and
0: in my, in my opinion, he should never have pulled on a Scotland jersey again after, after uh, what he'd done against England. After putting it
2: to the right when he should have put it to the left. <laughs> or wrote, Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one to take still, isn't it? I'm sure. Um, mm. And then up front, I'd be going with, well, it could be anyone, uh, but I think Stephen Fletcher <laughs> would get the nod. Um <sighs> Oh, it's a funny one again. I mean, I didn't particularly rate him for Scotland when he played, um, but he actually, I think he he linked up really well with the players that we have, and I think that he's very good at being able to win on the knock, not win the knock-ons, and you know play the ball out to the feet of Fraser and Forrest, and well, Chris, they'll be you know running behind him. So, uh, <clears throat> I I think he's well if you want. Well-suited. somebody to get
1: shorter as they jump, then Stephen Fletcher is definitely your guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for sure you have to remember his hat trick against Gibraltar. Two hat tricks I mean, that. And the fact he was linked to Real Madrid when he was like eighteen. Exactly.
2: R- remember, he went to Marseille. How bizarre was that? I'm like a. I am like I did not actually
1: remember that, but. That's... Yes,
0: that's so we have a former Marseille and Real Madrid target yeah. leading the line. I only remember
2: that because Saturday. the SFA will do a quiz this week and He's a former Marseille man.
1: Is he? I mean, if is that how little <laughs> you've got to do at work that you sit and do SFA <laughs> quizzes? Yeah,
2: clearly. <laughs> it's national international week, so I'm I hope in, there's just not any, any budget cuts out. soon, Matt. <laughs> what was that? I, I, I don't know. I heard I heard a mumbling at the other side.
0: That <laughs> just said, "You better hope there's not many budget cuts soon, or uh, your job." Geez, you can't be saying that. What? <laughs> You're sitting doing nothing, Matt. doing SFA quizzes
1: on the sparkle or whatever quiz. it
2: <laughs> is it came up on their on their Twitter. Thing there.
1: <laughs> on Aberdeen
2: Football Club's <laughs> B- I borrow time. Borrow time up at a corner, Ryan. <laughs> Just sack Matt. Just wants a job. <laughs> Correct.
1: Um, right, score predictions for you both from for Saturday night. <laughs> mm. uh, I'll go one 0 Scotland and be optimistic for once, but. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a really drab nil nil mm. and everybody mm. after it's just like, well, we fucking knew that was gonna happen.
2: I'm I'm gonna go two nil. I actually think it's be quite similar to the game we played against Lithuania last year, you know, when people thought it'd be a drab right, game aye. we ripped them apart. Uh, and then obviously Tuesday night, <laughs>
0: the last game in our nations league is Israel at Hamden. I take it neither of you
2: are planning on going. <laughs> Nope. Uh I was I was going to, but then I'm going to Mumford and Sons instead, such as my commitment to uh, Scotland's national mm. team. So,
1: really I kind gla- of deciding what fist you'd like punched with,
2: in, to be honest. In so. Glasgow as well, of all places, which is quite frustrating. So I'll be there but on my phone, watching the Twitter timeline. <laughs>
1: oh dear. yeah is I'm sorry, that sounds like the worst night in my <laughs> <story>. <laughs> Watching a Scotland game and listening to Mumford and Sons live at the same time—that is just. Uh, it's um, depressing stuff, I'll, indeed. I'll send but you lots
2: of uh, photos, Fisher. Sure.
1: <laughs> That's fine. I can I can laugh at your misery. <laughs> the comfort uh, of my house.
0: And obviously, in a strange way, John Fleck is available oh, yeah. for this game, but not um, not Saturday night because they believe that the he has not enough time to sort of link up with the team and train with them all before they fly out to <laughs> Albania.
1: Um, I'd on. argue that they need as many bodies as possible. Um, especially good. Especially when he's actually a good player as well. That, yeah. That, that might help. I mean, I would suggest that a good football player um, can play
0: <laughs> decent football. Regardless of time spent with other players, I mean, obviously, it helps to gel in with the squad and all that kind of thing, but we are in pretty dire need of players, um, and he's a decent
2: one. Just get him Here's on the, the just get him for for plane.
1: Here's a headline for the next day after we get beat off Albania, right? What the heck, Eck, where was Fleck?
2: <laughs>
1: Keith Jackson, <laughs> me, mate. Yeah,
0: maybe. No, I don't. I hate him, but... I mean, I don't even know what to make of that Fisher. Sure. <laughs> um, I would encourage you to pursue your dream in tabloid sports
1: journalism, but uh, maybe not with those dire <laughs> headlines. I'm, um, I'm, I'm too busy cleaning up the mobile industry from fraud, mate. Well, um, I've, uh, <laughs> an <laughs> honourable job,
0: if ever there was one. <laughs> um, Israel's away record isn't that great? I mean, admittedly, it is better than the home record. Do you both predict a Scotland win? Against Israel, yes. Because um, I mean, yeah, li- I... I mean, obviously we have the sort of notion that Israel aren't that great, but I mean, let's be honest, they absolutely battered us um, in Israel when they didn't have that great a record, and we had all these players who weren't pulling out in the squad mm-hmm. um, and on the pitch, and they absolutely battered us. I mean, I think two one was a bit of a a lucky scoreline to come away with in the end. I think. Do you expect
1: a much better performance from Scotland? Yeah, I th- yes. think it probably <laughs> depends on tomorrow night. I th- I still think we'll be Israel regardless of what the result is tomorrow. But I think again, if we win tomorrow, maybe like two 0 or something like that, and everyone gets a bit of conf- uh, optimism um, and the players get a bit of confidence, and then we kind of realise well, we're actually one game away from potentially you know being in a playoff. Then I mm. think that might spur players on, and especially if and I hope. I really do hope because John Flex deserved a call up for quite a long time in my opinion that Fleck does come into the team on um, on Tuesday regardless of what happens because I think even with the players there we could still do with him. Um, so I think that could that could give a bit of a spark to the team that I think is probably missing from the players in the, the centre midfield that we've got at the moment. Obviously McGregor is a really good player but Fleck just gives you something a wee bit different I think. Um, so I think if if we lose or we draw tomorrow, then again I suspect it will be very much the same kind of drab performance uh, on Tuesday. But I think if we win tomorrow, um, I think we might get a bit of a, a you know, we we'll we have players there that are wanting to, to right the wrongs of the first game against Israel, and plus with the fact that we've got, we're one
2: game away from a playoff. You would hope that that would, get the players right up for it. <laughs> Mm. Just on John Flack there, I I've actually not seen him play a game of football since maybe his co his Coventry days. Like he, I'd always you know r- well, randomly turn on like eh, a game in midweek and it was always like Coventry playing at an empty Rico Arena and John Fleck would just be Kitting about in the in the team. I didn't actually think he was anywhere close to like a call up or anything. And then I obviously I've read that he's been doing really well at Sheffield United. So he um, was our Player of the Year not yeah. last or sorry it was League.
1: I think it, it would have been League One player of the year Not obviously last yeah. season a Good, good season on him before. though
2: Because I mean a lot was made about him I remember when he was at Rangers I think he got thrown At the first team At like 16 uh, uh,
1: The Scottish
2: Wayne Rooney As David Murray called him oh, Once <laughs> Yep uh, Oh his, un- his uncle
1: Was uh, it his uncle
2: Or was his dad Was he uh, used to play for Rangers
1: uh, His his uncle Robert
2: Flett Played for played
1: for Rangers uh, uh, In Norwich And won a few cats For Scotland uh, as well
2: uh, is but like I said, I mean fair play him because can kind of came out of the wilderness a little bit, and it's quite strange though how you just can't convince him, maybe him or uh, McLeish as you said to actually get him on the plane because um, as you said we're I think we're needing the bodies, um, but mm. I'd, I'd go along with yeah what you're saying. Uh, what exactly are the permutations that we're faced with again? I, I mean I've read through them a few times, but I can't quite work my head around them. Is it obviously if we win is it if we draw tomorrow so we are we're technically
0: um we're currently sitting on three points having played a game less than be in Israel so Israel when we play them that'll be their last game obviously it'll be our last game as well mm-hmm. but if it finishes on if you finish on the same points it goes to head to head and not goal difference right um so technically we are a goal worse off against Israel mm-hmm. and two goals better off than Albania. Obviously, if we get a positive result against Albania, we'd finish above them, regardless, because mm-hmm. um, that that's their last game on Saturday night, uh, and then, it's I mean, essentially, it's in our hands. So, mm-hmm. we can even lose to Albania on Tuesday, uh on Saturday, sorry, and still go through if we beat Israel by a couple of goals um, on Tuesday. So, I mean, it, there isn't many permutations. I think you just need to know that mm-hmm. we need to beat Israel on Tuesday um, to go through. I mean, and there was just a couple of other points I wanted to bring up in terms of, I mean, you mentioned John Fleck. Um, you didn't realise that he was that close to getting a Scotland call-up. Is there any guys who haven't been called up um in spite yes. of these sort of call offs who you think should be in the squad? Liam Cooper.
2: <laughs> I've I've actually called for him to get a, a game for years. Um I get Leeds are a fairly inconsistent <laughs> years. team. Uh,
0: 2008. Hmm? Since 2008. Yeah, I know. Well, You've...
2: I was also a, <laughs> yeah, I was also a fan of Liam Lindsay for years, but I forgot he's now playing League 1 football, so it's probably not I wouldn't recommend getting him in not not that's that's his problem. It's more just you need players playing at a better standard, I think. Um uh, no, I would have had Liam Cooper in there. Um again I was kinda surprised that Bates got in. Um uh but it is what it is, you know. I think well sorry, it was more Henry actually, wasn't it, that I think people were screaming out for. Um and I know that they've they've been debating it this week for on sports end I think quite a lot. They'd uh, Ricky Foster on it. uh uh, talking himself up to get a, to get a game or a call up at least to the right back position, um, which I thought was an interesting one. But you know, it kind of strung a debate a little bit about um, kind of the minnows getting, well, sorry, minnows, uh, smaller clubs getting a uh, a shout really. Like um, Xander Clark's just kept I think four or five clean sheets in a row as well, and he's not been getting he's not been called up. Whereas Bain Scott Bain, who's played maybe three times for Celtic this year came in so uh, I don't know what you guys thought of that uh, particular debate I mean is it is it just because these yeah. players play for, I'm not saying Ricky Foster is there, I don't think he does but um, is it players playing at lesser clubs maybe just they're not going to get a chance
0: I would agree with the line that
2: Xander Clark
0: should have had a call mm-hmm. up, I mean I think if you look at the three goalkeepers we have in there at the minute they're all quite um, well they're all getting on a wee bit aren't they um, well, Jamie McDonald Donald Scott Bain Wiger, 30, minutes. not he Scott Bain, no but he's not going to be a future Scotland goalkeeper, mm-hmm. whether it's, and as you said, he's played what, three games this season, which are League Cup games and Xander Clark's number one choice for St Johnston, and mm-hmm. has just broken the St Johnston's club record for the longest longest um, time without a, a goal conceded in the Premiership, so I would go along with the fact that Xander Clark deserved to be in there, mm-hmm. um, much more a merit than Scott being Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I know Fisher's a big fan of Ricky Foster,
1: <laughs> and wanted to, to see to see him in the squad. We we do not have enough time in the world for me to go over why I don't like Ricky <laughs> Foster. So they're just jealous because he's uh, going out. So he's
2: married to him, McDonald
1: no it's just, it's just everything man it's like he just encapsulates how shit Rangers were for such a long time hey man.
2: his first spell was quite good no it wasn't it was? he missed
1: a set. he missed a sit- he Valencia. against Valencia yeah. and that was all he did and he just kind of cut about
2: for a bit and that was really it won a medal do you remember uh, Ryan you'll remember the famous swap deal with Ricky Foster for Valichka <laughs> Valichka I mean I think
0: any swap deal that happens between Aberdeen Rangers is never going to end well. And the fact it was involved Ricky Foster yeah. and Andreas Velichka kind of sums it up. But we'll not say any more than that. Um, just lastly, I wanted to ask you, what do you two make of the the sort of line uh, from Matt Ritchie and is it Kearney who Aye. say, I don't want to be selected for Scotland at this time. Would you say that, well, if you're saying that, you don't get to play for Scotland ever again?
1: Fisher, let you take it first. Um, I don't know because I would imagine it's maybe a case of they're not really enthused to play with the manager. So. But as we
0: as we alluded to, um, mm -hmm. should you not be playing for your country
1: regardless of who's in charge? I suppose, but I wouldn't ever shut. I don't think Scotland are good enough or have good enough players. Um, to shut the door completely on. To Matt Ritchie, to be fair, I can take her leave, but Kearney I think is genuinely a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't think Scotland are really in a position right now to be shutting the door on on anybody, but Matt may disagree with that.
2: Um no I go along and agree with it, but although I do think we we do have quite a big pool of I mean, people say we don't have a, you know, as big a pool well, we've of got players. Good players but, no, we do have good players but yeah. I just
1: I think in the the case of Kearney um I yeah. think he is a very good player uh, and I don't think we're in a position to be uh, shutting the door completely on a player
2: like that uh, I think um, though I would go along with that I, I, I did read something about it I'm mean, I think it's because Kieran has not actually played a competitive game for us so by all accounts he could be called up for England and England were apparently sniffing about for him it was kind of like McTominay a little bit again uh, but I mean let's like be honest he's not going to really get in at England Um if you can't kind of get in that Scotland team. <laughs> but no, I I would agree with you. I, th- I think it, it is disappointing. I started the podcast off by saying it. it's quite frustrating to see that a player would elect not to be called up for his national team or, or say at this particular time. There is obviously a lot of games coming up for some of these players. Uh, if you think of the schedule, but you look at the schedule in Scotland. I mean, Aberdeen, Aberdeen have got nine games in December. It'll be quite similar, I'd imagine. Down in England, uh, with the Christmas pile up so you, you can you can appreciate I think you can, you've you got to be able to appreciate a player's f- fitness and everything they need, they need the rest and things like that but I think a lot of it comes down to because the team aren't are a bit underperforming or, or underwhelming should I say and the, the, uh, the fans aren't really buying into it so why why would the players and if you're thinking on a manager's point of view well if it was a club level you know the, pl- the player doesn't really have much of a like to stand on given he's paid by the club but fallouts happen at, at that level that it's at club level that you um you know players can like to leave and not play for that manager again so it it's disappointing but I'm not surprised and I think we do still have better players out there for example Matt Ritchie we've got better players in his position and Kearney possibly Funny one though. Two very,
0: yeah. po- two very politician-esque answers. So I'll just break them all and say <laughs> make, that make a they should never put on a dark blue jersey again, mm-hmm. ever. Um, but but I re- I think
2: you think as well though, right? Fletcher walked away from Scotland. That, uh, sorry, Steven Fletcher. Uh, he's in the team. Not a lot of people are. Ah. You know, he's been in. He's been in squads before. I remember. Was it Levine? He fell out with years ago. Uh, mm. When he was. I like, mean,
0: in fairness. McLeish walked away from the Scotland team so it just seems to be a, pre- yeah, a precedent that, that's that set, yeah. set in that team that's also a
2: career choice though as well you know like in this well yeah. so's, so is not in the, not in the yeah. same level really
0: it's like anyway yeah. so unless anyone has anything else to
2: add mm. I think that's us what are your predictions Ryan? did you see them?
0: Uh, I predict a draw and a win for Scotland. Either God, way, I'm not sure. Sounds so crap, doesn't uh, it?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just uh, Yes. Even getting through that, though, make, does that really give much hope going forward? The fact that we've scraped through this group and then...
0: Yes, it does.
2: Absolutely. <sighs> mm.
0: Remains
1: to be seen. Well, I'm, 40
0: oh. minutes of depressing Scotland chat has drawn to a close. <laughs> um, thank you for joining me, Kill.
1: No problem. It's been a p- a pleasure,
2: should I say?
0: And good luck at getting on with a day job, Matt. Whether that's completing quizzes on Sparkle. Um, uh, Red Red Dead Redemption
2: Two as well. Remember everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of, course, <laughs> of course. What of I've course. Been doing with my uh, my evenings and my days off.
0: <laughs> Some game. Sounds perfect to me. To be honest. Um, well, we hope you're not watching uh, playing Red Dead Redemption rather on Saturday evening um, as Scotland destroy Albania in Albania. Thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll bring to you some good news next weekend. Thank you. Goodbye.